1: Good morning, Glenn. Hey, what's up, Mikey? Dude, I am uh, I'm living life large right now. You know what? I wish I was. I'm, I have a small coffee, and I'm about at the bottom, and I got to tee up with the big one. Uh-oh. You're going, so, with the big, you're going with the big boy, huh? I'm going with the big boy. I love having
2: coffee with you. Sounds good. Hey, so... Uh, Got a got a got a guest with us again today. Table for three. Table for three, but it's a, it's a rerun. we've been doing that a lot lately. Yeah, I know, right? Well, you know, we got a lot of a lot of uh, feedback from our our uh, community of uh, coffee drinkers with us, and they said, yeah, we're kind of done with. Uh, we're, we're kind of
1: done with Glenn and Mike. Hey, bring some people on. That's not what I hear. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> my, my mom loves hearing my voice. I know. Absolutely. Somebody keeps saying that we're funny. I'm not sure what that's all about. but mm-hmm. I'm sure we'll figure it out. But we love hearing from our listeners. Uh, podcast at sober.coffee is our email. Podcast at sober.coffee. We keep it all anonymous. We don't share any names. We're out there on Twitter, we're out there on Instagram Sober.CoffeePod at Sober.CoffeePod and we love engaging with everybody so feel free to connect and reach out. Yeah, so you could just instant
2: message on uh,
1: I'm not I'm not an Instagrammer, I got kicked <laughs> off of social media. Oh no, you're not uh, one of I those, did. are you? Well, no, somebody hacked my account and... Oh, well, that's not as bad as getting in jail and, and getting kicked off. Uh, that's not a good thing. I know So, but, uh, but
2: I didn't get kicked off of Sober.Coffee yet.
1: Yeah, it's uh, podcast is our Instagram. But if you go out there and our website Sober.Coffee, if you just go out and Google Mm Sober.Coffee, you'll find us. Okay. We're all over out there.
2: All right, cool, cool.
1: So we got a table for three. Table for three. Hey, Tommy, how you doing? Tommy, welcome back.
2: I'm good, guys. How are you? Good, man. Welcome back. It's good to be here. So, so we had you on. Uh, we had you on a bit ago, and we talked about self control. And I thought, oh, that's a really touchy subject, but, <laughs> right? Because my willpower failed me. Oh, it was me. a blast. Yeah, but it was. But it was a blast because we we found out that it really has nothing to do with willpower. It has everything to do with. Uh filling the filling the, the tank, if you will, with uh with good things, healthy things. Joy and, and attachment. Joy and attachment. Yeah. So go back and listen to that episode if you mm-hmm. want uh the big tickets. Yeah, the big tickets. I think
1: Mikey wanted you to come on because he knows I need help with self control. Yeah. So I think I think that's his way of helping me. <laughs> well well how this do you like an to, intervention. How do you like to, yeah, is is an to, intervention yeah, in real time?
2: How do you like today's topic? I thought we'd talk
1: about anxiety. Does yeah. that make you anxious? No, it really doesn't. Yeah, right. something. No, it really doesn't. Nobody has, but no. it'll help me help others. Yeah. Well, that's good. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't have a lot of anxiety today, thank God. But that uh, is good. Uh, I am going to learn so I can uh, help pass it on. Yeah, you know, one of the things I've noticed is that, um, and we've
2: talked about this before, and the, the diagnosis that that they gave on me, as I was struggling through my addiction, was all kinds of things. But none of it was alcoholism, mm-hmm. you know. Oh, you're bipolar. Oh, you're an- you got anxiety.
1: You got this. You got that, right? And- dude, somebody used the S word with me. That really? They really did. They said I was like mild schizophrenic. I'm like, yeah. no, dude, I'm really just an alcoholic. That's right. You yeah. know, I mean, it was crazy. And and you know, <laughs> now I don't have a lot of anxiety today. Um, I did. I know. A lot uh, of people, but a lot of it a lot was of people chemically, yeah. you know, yeah. and and what they do out there and and. You know, as soon as you use the word sobriety, it reminds me of my daughter. She's twenty-five. She lives out in L.A. and and she's like, Dad, I got a lot of anxiety. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and and I can look at anxiety. Sometimes it's a buzzword, right? I'm looking forward to hearing what Tommy says about it. But sometimes it's a buzzword, right? Oh, I got a lot of anxiety. When I think of anxiety, I think of people that I knew in in, in rehab and treatments and detoxes, and I mean, they were crippled mm-hmm. because of their anxiety. Sure. Um, yeah. You know, it's not just. Having a mild stressful moment, no, you know, and, and oh, I, I got, so, so I it's define it differently, deal, yeah, right? You yeah. know, uh, but there's a lot of pill throwers out there, yeah, that, absolutely, that throw pills for anxiety, and, and and hey, listen to our disclaimers, yeah, we're not, we're medical, not medical people, people and, right? And, but what what I found is when I found a different way to live, and when I found a higher power that I surrendered to, and surrendered mm-hmm. to a program all those diagnosed and when i got sober Mm -hmm. all those diagnosed went away sure right
2: but that being said it's also important to know again that we're not doctors but go to a trusted doctor and here's here's the linchpin you want to know it this is the secret to success write this down if you got a pen okay honesty i
1: was just going to say you better say be honest
2: yeah be honest i mean go to your doctor i mean mike do you drink sure socially what what social person drinks at 4:30 in the morning when they wake up? <laughs> I don't. I, I guess that's social in my book, right? So anyway, let's uh, let's uh, bring Tommy in and uh, mm-hmm. let's talk a little bit about Welcome anxiety. Tommy. Yeah, I'll give a little background. Um, Tom uh, Tommy's got a uh, a, a site. Uh, it's it's a solution, uh, digital solution for you. Uh, but it's really nice. It's very interactive. A lot of video, a lot of audio, a lot of worksheets. Uh, community, and uh, it's called donewithstuck.com. And uh, um, love that name, yeah, donewithstuck.com. Mm-hmm. And and uh, I participated in the classes, and uh, and and it's been very helpful. And so, you know, as we were talking, we thought we'd love to get them on and just take some topics. And today, we're going to talk about anxiety, Tommy.
3: Yeah, you are so right about it being a buzzword, right? I mean, it just seems like it's everywhere. and especially in younger generation. You mentioned 25-year-old, but now you got also 12-year-olds who are uh, apparently suffering from clinical anxiety. Mm-hmm. And you got to realize that something's massively wrong with something mm-hmm. <laughs> when that's the case, right? Mm-hmm. Something is really wrong, and possibly some part of the wrongness is maybe how we look at anxiety. And therefore, if we look at it wrong... That means we're doing something wrong about it, too. You know, Mm -hmm. our solution can't be right if we don't know the actual problem. And that's the biggest thing with anxiety. And and just to come right out of the gate with it, the biggest learning that I've had and that we've had, my wife and I, um, in all of our research and all of our personal journey is that anxiety is a symptom, not a cause. And that's a, a, a massive difference when it comes to the solution for it, right? Because when we realize that anxiety is not the thing at the bottom mm. of the pathway, right? right? Like if we're really trying to get to the bottom of things, because that's where the problems get solved, Anxiety's never there. Anxiety is always layered on top because it's just a biological phenomenon. It's just a series of emotional hormones and chemicals in our bodies. And it's not a disease. It's a feeling, Mm -hmm. and it gets really out of control but that's when the problem at the bottom doesn't go away right it's Mm -hmm. like a smoke alarm if i hear a smoke alarm and go oh i hate those (laughs) and i take out the batteries i can go back to sleep congratulations you know the alarm is off forever I, i can sleep
1: well so I so I think what? that's what the pill <laughs> I'm I not think that's up what the pill because does, my house right? is burning down. Yeah. I think the pill yeah. is like taking out the battery. Yeah. Right? It's like hey, I don't have the anxiety because yeah, because I'm because I'm drugged be. up, but yeah. the, the problem is still there. The underlying issue is still there. Yeah. Right? Yeah, well it's the same with, you know, any any other way that we can kill
3: negative emotions, right? Because anxiety is one of them. But depression, it's a much – all of these are bigger topics, right? And that's why you do need a doctor to figure out how far a problem has progressed, right? Because sometimes you need a pill to get functional again, and then you need a plan to be off of it, right? And there's um, – my, my go-to on, on most of these things is a guy named Dr. John Deloney. He got a great podcast, and he is a double PhD, and he's, he's fantastic. He wrote a great book on it, all of that stuff. But, um, you know, sometimes there is something you need to do to get back to functional again because your body's crippled. But at the same time, it's always, always, always a symptom of another problem. And so feelings of intense sadness, loneliness, anger, anxiety, all of these things are symptoms of a problem. And the problem needs to be solved and You know, the house needs to not be on fire anymore. And so we don't want to stuff the pillow over the alarm anymore. We actually have to open our eyes, be honest, listen to the alarm, follow where it leads us, Mm. and put out the frickin' fire Mm -hmm. before anything happens, right? Mm -hmm. Or else the anxiety is going to get worse because the alarm system is a progressive alarm, right? Mm -hmm. The problem stays or gets worse, and the alarm says... No, really, I'm going to wake you up at night. I'm not going to let you focus on your work. I'm not going to let you have fun anymore. I'm not going to let you do anything until you solve this problem. Mm-hmm. But it's a low-resolution alarm. It just blares. It doesn't point you to it unless you can learn how to actually listen to it. Hmm.
2: Right. You know, the other problem I think that I that. had is that most of, the, most of the time, my anxiety is rooted in something that's not even real. Right, so I think there's a fire downstairs. There's no fire downstairs. That's there's a head a, trash, right? Yeah. It's just head trash. It's, but but I'll get all worked up. Yeah. Uh, but and again, I don't. You know, I I, I I now know that there's a deeper rooted problem.
3: But I have to I have to root that in reality. Right. Right. Well, and that the big question too there is not just. What is reality? But why am I so convinced that there's something else that's true, mm. other than reality? Because mm. there's another reason for that too. All of these intrusive thoughts, all of these possible scenarios that we run through in our heads, all of this, um, you know, daydreaming about catastrophes and all the problems in the world, all of that is because of something. And we always need to find like all of that is evidence. For the real problem, and usually the problem is rooted in the past, mm-hmm. and so it's really dealing with the past and what the past has taught me to believe about life, about people, about myself, about God, about the world and reality. What my past has taught me to believe is what my present mind is going to assume is true, mm-hmm. and what my my mind will then assume will be true in the future and will happen. And so it's figuring out what those original beliefs are. Why do I think that way? And there's always a reason because there's always a moment or a pattern or a relationship that has taught me to see the world in such a way. And then that is the key to unlocking my current anxiety problem or my current depressive episode or my current, you know, anger and resentment. Whatever it is, is usually rooted in something Not only triggering it in the past, or triggering it in the present, sorry, but something created it in the past. And that's where I have to get to, to actually get free from it.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love it. I just Googled, uh, what are some symptoms of anxiety? And it says, here are the five uh, symptoms, and then they they list 12. (laughs) That makes me anxious. Yeah, no, it does. (laughs) But you know, it's it's about uh, an event that either right. will or will not arise, and and it's the will not is what you are talking about. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, yeah. You know, and let's let's park yeah. here for a Blaine. second because you said something really profound, and that is, and and again, you you used a lot more words, but what I heard you say was, it, it, just get to the root of the problem, peel the onion back until you figure out where the smells coming from that's really going to be your first step to recovery because what I really hope for in this, in this session was that, you know, at the end of 30 minutes people are going to know how to deal with their anxiety. And, and, and I think if I paid attention to what you said, part of the healing of anxiety, healing that symptom, if you will, and getting down to the root cause that that's the thing, really trying to uncover it. But how does one go about that? I mean, is there a worksheet or a pill or, you know,
3: <laughs> yeah, there's well there's of course we 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 figured out something that uh the beautiful thing was what we wanted to do was create something that didn't just work for one symptom because mm-hmm. we knew, uh, you know, I got, I got seven symptoms myself. Right. And they're mm-hmm. all connected to the same junk. Uh,
2: oh, by the but way, can if I, I ant- treated can I every symptom, then I want to I interrupt Tommy. I, create I, seven that more. Was, I wasn't setting yeah. you up for, for a yeah, commercial yeah. there. I just, that <laughs> was really my question. I'm like, I really want to hear what the answer is. <laughs> know, that's right. Awesome. So, yeah. I wasn't setting you up for a commercial. I well, apologize.
1: yeah, no, with that, this, you're not the only one with that question, Mike. Well, yeah,
2: yeah.
3: yeah. no, it's okay. Cause that, that is the only thing that we could figure out was we needed a reliable like roadmap to take us back to the issue. And so uh, you know we'll save a commercial for later, but that roadmap is is all about trying to treat everything as evidence. Hmm. And I think that's the key is treating my behaviors and my emotions as evidence of the real problem and evidence of what I believe is true about the world because if I can change my beliefs, and that's not changed my thoughts, right? If I can't, it's not. I think that this is true. That's fine, but that's your that's your grown up brain. I'm talking about your lizard brain. What is the thing that is protecting you? Your lizard brain is protecting you from all the stuff that might try and kill you. And the thing is, the reality behind it is that our lizard brain, that that limbic system it's called, it's a survival system in the brain. It's not just protecting us from lions and tigers and Fight bears. Or it's flight. protecting us from emotional, relational pain. Yes. And it's those things, like we live in a very safe world compared to everything that human beings have lived in for all of history, right? And so uh, instead of fearing... The, the natural world in a lot of ways. And sometimes we do obviously, but we've learned that these things I mean we talked about this last week, joy and attachment are relational things. And they're the most important things we could ever have. And they make us whole. But when we don't have them, obviously that's going to hurt more than anything else. Right? Like I can survive a broken leg, but I can't survive being lonely my whole life. Mm-hmm. And that's, just okay. That's not a bad thing. It's That's reality. actually a good thing right. to recognize that it's being honest. Right. It's reality. It's how you were built and it's how you are. And there's no changing it. You mm-hmm. can't just get over that. Mm-hmm. And so all of these things, all my behaviors, even like when I start to see drinking, for example, um, or pills or Netflix or sugar or food and mm-hmm. carbs or, or anything I, when I start to see my behaviors as evidence, it's pointing me to what I'm avoiding. And then, what am I avoiding? It's probably these desperately painful negative emotions that I've learned are dangerous to my well being. And then if I can figure out what those are and actually feel them, realize when they became so dangerous, what made me believe that feeling sad was worth numbing over, you know, or feeling afraid was worth getting high so I didn't have to feel it anymore. If I can figure out when that happened, then I can figure out what I've learned to believe about the world. People aren't trustworthy. I'm only worth it if I look good. I am only valuable uh, when, when I'm doing something really well, when I'm the best at something. You know, it's these beliefs about myself and about other people. Uh, if they If they get to know the real me, they'll leave me right? All of these corrupted beliefs, we call them, that, that aren't true, but we've learned to be true through painful experience. If I can find those things, and I can understand them about myself, then I can finally decide to challenge them. Because otherwise, I'm just like spitting into the wind. I, and it's not going to work. I, I can't overcome these deeply rooted beliefs unless I know exactly what they are, name them for what they are, and then start to dismantle them little by little. Mm. And ask people in my life to help me do that. You know, hey, I think I think this is true about the world. Will you help me prove that wrong? Mm. You know, it goes back I to I think that I'm only right? valuable when I'm doing something well. So I'm gonna. Yeah, so I'm going to give you the worst of me and I'm going to say, hey, what do you think of me when I tell you that I struggled with this? And they say, I think that you struggled with that and it's not a big deal and I love you anyway. And that's evidence in the opposite direction then and I'm starting to go somewhere. And so healing those things at the bottom, the situation at the bottom, the beliefs at the bottom is the only way to deal with the symptoms. And it's a longer game. It's a longer play. But it's the only one that's actually going to work long term. Because if I also replace one coping mechanism, like if I deal with that, it's just going to sprout up another one because the problem is still there.
1: The hole is still there.
3: Yeah. Yeah. And it's got to get filled with something and it's either going to be something that's destructive and unhelpful or long lasting and effective.
1: Right. So, Tommy, how do folks get in contact with you? What does what does engaging with you look like? What are some details on that? Yeah.
3: Yeah. So what we wanted to do was was, like I said, create this roadmap and we actually call it the done with stuck roadmap. Um, and it's our it's our course. And, and what it is, you know, we didn't. So it's a virtual to, course. Again, or is there's it there's plenty of information or... out there and, and really. Yeah, it's a virtual course. It's actually um, an app that you can download, and oh, it's an we'll, app. Uh, all right, cool. you know, send you guys. It'll you, have a link that you can get to it. Um, so it's available in an app or it's available on the web. Either way, um, but the idea was that we wanted to create this roadmap so that instead of teaching everybody about all the symptoms, you know, it could be mm-hmm. anxiety, could be depression, could be addiction, could be this, could be that, could be the other thing. Instead of naming all the symptoms we just wanted to say hey no matter what shows up mm-hmm. no matter what problem presents itself this is a way to think so that you can always find the bottom mm-hmm. because if you can always get down to the bottom of things we call it the yellow brick road right if you can if you can follow the yellow brick road shoot down the creepy flying monkeys along the way and uh, you know all get overcome all the roadblocks that show up and get down to the wizard of oz who's running your life but turns out he's a total hack and he's a liar you can get down to those things it doesn't matter what the symptom was you know how to think and how to dismantle the problem to get down to the real issue at the bottom and then you know how to get back to kansas right you know how to get somewhere helpful and so that's the roadmap it's six steps and it's um, so it's not 12 it's half see it's it's
1: twice as effective. Like it's easier.
2: I know it's half the effort. Half the effort. I no, love it. You no, know, well, not. It's, it's really just oh, starting so start to click too. with me uh. that
1: <laughs> you know instead of focusing on the alcoholism or the addictions or the shopping holics or the foodaholics, or instead of focusing on that, let's focus at the solution, right? Let's right. focus on, you know, and then you kind of bypass or. Right. right. I think I'm getting it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you know, I. You I, know, and and that's
3: ahead. the that's the beauty, though. I will say. Oh, well, yeah, of the 12 steps, I will say, you you plug anything in, and it works. I mean, that's the beauty of it. It's not how to get free. Exactly. Yeah, it's not how to get free from alcohol. It's how to get free, Mm -hmm. period. Right. And so that was sort of what we wanted to do. So it's how to find joy um, and attachment. It's it's through, you know, yeah, yeah, and it's to rebuild those and challenge all these corrupted beliefs that I've learned over the course of my life. And it's it's a formula for that instead of um, yeah, instead of a symptom management plan.
1: Okay, so how do folks find you? We have and so that's done, the idea. We have donewithstuck.com. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that'll be in our resource room. Yep, that'll be in our mm-hmm. resource room, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. in the
2: app, we'll get a little section in the back, and on the app, you'll see under uh, apps, you'll see you'll see the done With Stuck app.
3: Okay. And then Instagram, yeah, there you go. Which... There you go. Um, so the whole idea, you can. Yeah, you can find me on Instagram at done with stuck. Um, and again, I mean, I mentioned this last week, but I'm a pastor. Uh, I was a pastor. Now I'm doing this um, more, but uh, I, I I moved from a place I was a pastor. But uh, and so, really, what I'm trying to do, like my one of my big missions, is to um, bridge the gap between church world and recovery world because i just i i don't know why they they feel so separate Mm. and i don't know why every church isn't clamoring over Mm. themselves and falling over themselves to find more people in recovery and say hey get in here we need your help because people working programs are the best people that i've met and so uh, and they're the most honest people i've met and they're the most radically growth oriented people i've met and i love it and i've learned so much the recovery world because i i was supposed to be in the recovery world i didn't know it because i wasn't struggling with alcohol and so i was like well i didn't know and and that's not right to me and so all of our stuff is combining um you know a faith journey also with this but it's also an all-purpose tool and anybody working with you know um, a higher power of their own understanding like it's it's gonna take you far still because um we, we, we intentionally added zero dogma, zero, you know, hard and fast doctrinal lines. It's not about that at all. It's about connecting with a God that, that provides us that first instance of care and that, that basis and foundation of love exactly like you would find in a 12 step program, for example.
1: Yeah. So that's, you just hit on a point that is key to where I'm at today. Um, you know, so the, the, the church, and I've shared this many times throughout our, our episodes, but I had to unlearn what I grew up with, and I had to learn a new way. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I walked into my church, uh, their motto is come as you are. <clears throat> and, and I really thought that was coming flip-flops, mm-hmm. and and it certainly is. But it's come as you are spiritually, <laughs> right? And, um, you know, and, and yeah. one of the first yeah. things I— was listening to a sermon, and and, and the pastor talks about, you know, AA, the 12 steps, and how cool it is and how supportive. I'm like, I just felt like I was home. Mm -hmm. You know, I really felt like I was home. 12 steps is mentioned quite often. Mm -hmm. But one of the coolest things is I put the thing to test. You know, I'm like, words are easy. So I had coffee with my pastor, Mm -hmm. and I told him my story, and I was waiting for the stiff arm. I was waiting for him to say, hey, Glenn. I was just starting to get involved, starting uh-huh. to serve with stuff, and I was helping with the high school guys. And and I was I was going to wait for the hey man, Glenn, really appreciate you. Go find another church. Because that stuff happens. But instead, the pastor leaned in and, and he was like, Hey man, you know, I know you got a lot of phone yeah. numbers in your phone. I want you to put my number in there. And I, I'm telling you, and, and the more I learned about You know God and 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 kind of the spiritual path and there's this series that we watch I mean that's what my hire is all about is leaning in on the person on on the people the person me that needed help Mm -hmm. you know and and that was so cool uh but so many times in that spiritual quote-unquote religious world you get to stiff arm like oh we don't want to deal with you you're one of those right
2: yeah yeah. So find a place, you know. Uh, right. Well, cor- that's a
3: corrupted belief, right? Right. Right.
1: Yeah. Find <laughs> a place
2: that's, a that's, that, that's welcome and embracing, because uh, they're out there. Places are out there. Hey, there's people chambering for our table. This has been fun. Tommy, thanks, man. Yeah, Tommy, thanks so much. DoneWithStuck.com. Yeah, this is great, you guys. I'm Thank you so much today,
1: Mikey. Yeah,
2: thanks much, guys. Hey, we'll see you. We'll see you again, Tommy.
1: Glad to hear it.
2: All right. Sounds good, man. Yeah, I Thanks love it. Thanks a lot, it. Tommy. Appreciate Absolutely. it, man. Excellent. All right, brother. Love it. Thank you, Glenn. See you. Love you, Mikey.
0: Thanks for joining us for today's Coffee Chat. To contact the show, email us at podcast at sober.coffee. If you need immediate help, the AA hotline is 800-839-1686. The National Suicide Prevention Hotline is 800-273-8255. Remember, Mike and Glenn are sharing their own journey on the path to recovery. Any suggestions, medical or otherwise, are their own experiences and should not be viewed as professional advice. See you next week, and remember, there is a solution.